So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast with 10 Dirty Fingers. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you to start the project and what does the project name mean? Yeah, uh, 10 Dirty Fingers had its genesis about five years ago. Um, at the time, I was a little less creaky and a little cooler. And I was doing like hitchhiking and some stuff like that. And I was really into folk punk and I was trying to like play songs um and write poems too at the time i was more into poetry back then and uh i had been playing guitar for a long time but i never for some reason nothing those things never all really clicked and blended and actually became a thing Mm -hmm. um like i would play music play other people's songs um sometimes even in front of people and i would try to write songs but they'd be garbo but i'd be writing poems too doing things Mm -hmm. um but finally about Two or three years ago, um, I started writing songs that actually were like with, um, and it just kind of clicked. And at the time, I was going by uh, Drifter K and their Ten Dirty Fingers. The joke being like the Ten Dirty Fingers were my band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Drifter K is like one of the things I called myself when I was hitchhiking. And then I was like, oh wait. Nobody gives a shit about that. It's stupid. Um, it's, it's just a silly freaking... Nobody called me that. Like, so it was uh, one of those nicknames some... you gave yourself? Yeah, it was some big-time Oogle shit. Oh. So I, uh, now now just Tenderty Fingers is kind of what stuck, I guess. Um, and, I mean, honestly, most of the content of the songs was came like i finally found myself able to write songs that i enjoyed and believe in when i stopped um for lack of a better word being a bum and got a job and hated working like i i finally had like i i i don't know my my first song that i was really happy with was called steal from your boss um and that's that's kind of encapsulates the entire tenderty fingers philosophy is that kind of shit probably the high point of my career has been um getting fired from a place and then singing that song to my old boss at the open mic uh, oh later okay that's that's oh my God. that's what tenderty, that's a power tenderty move. fingers is about power move all right <laughs> sick uh so congrats yeah. on your newest release uh the fbi guy would <laughs> like a word Thanks. i love that name uh, how do you feel a response to it so far? Um, there hasn't been a response. I'm so bad at promoting stuff. Oh. People have been like, hey, that's so cool. Um, the the EP that that single's from is kind of like an appetizer EP, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of the lockdown um, in the studio with a friend who has a recording studio and like wasn't getting a lot of work because of the lockdown. So he gave me a great rate. And I didn't mm-hmm. have anything else to do. So I was going in and recording and mm-hmm. um, we pretty much finished the album, except for like, I needed to go in for like one day to just finish one thing. It was like, yeah. well, I paid for eight hours. So, okay, we're going to cut an EP of all the songs that didn't make the album. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what the EP that the FBI guy song is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm releasing it first just as a kind of like, appetizer it's not if i hadn't run out of money and Mm -hmm. if the pandemic wasn't 
a thing like I couldn't have more than a couple people in the studio at once so it's not like I didn't get to record it live we had to dub everything um, but there's an alternate universe where the songs from the EP the guillotine and me are full band songs mm-hmm. and yeah. one day I'll go back and do that but but for now those songs are just kind of like a, you know I want the songs out there and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool conce- conceptually like I, I recorded them all on Labor Day and just releasing them it's cool mm-hmm. um, but the album that's coming out next year is what I'm really excited about that's a lot closer to how I want to yeah so it's like a placeholder for now yeah yeah kind of all right okay um, like, I'm proud of them they're good but yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah. of course uh so is there any meaning behind the single name or the cover art yeah uh the cover art it's like a little guillotine it's i i kind of think that guillotine humor is like actually kind of cringy but so am i um (laughs) but the the guillotine is like what i name my guitar like Mm -hmm. some people have an axe i have the guillotine and it's you know covered in stickers and all stuff all that kind of stuff and uh it's kind of so so the the ep is like okay it's the guillotine and me because it's just me and my guitar um the song name is just like there's a lyric in the song the warden's watching porn with the fbi guy mm-hmm. uh you know like the fbi guy that everybody has that watches you through your webcam it's it's kind of like that um and okay. actually you know you asked about the response a friend messaged me today saying that they actually feds knocked on their door yesterday morning huh? so like like yeah and that's happened to like a couple of my friends now where yeah. like the feds are actually after them and um just the moment we're in like I, I i don't take part in a lot of the really hardcore activism stuff partially because i sing about it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it would be really stupid for me to go out and do illegal things because they're the right thing to do and then sing about them that's that's not safe for anybody anybody mm-hmm. around me so i don't i don't do anything cool like that i just sing about it but I do know some people who do stuff like that. And and cops knocking on your door, trying to get you to snitch, or just fucking taking you to jail is a real danger for yeah. a lot of people. Um, so that's that's a thing, too, about it. Like, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but for a lot of people, it's not. And that's something I want to also, like, put out there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's horrifying. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Yeah, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, like, that actually happens, which is crazy, yeah. Um, yeah. So, what was your writing process like for this song? Um, for that song, I actually, uh, the the entire EP, but especially the FBI guy song, um, David Berman and the Silver Jews very much are influential lyrically. Um that particular song there was silver jews song that has that that has like a similar rhyme to it and rhythm and and it was just stuck in my head and i had to get it out of my head so i basically like copied the song Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i don't remember what it was but but yeah david berman and the silver jews like their lyrics i think i wrote it around the time david berman died um Mm. so it was kind of that that thing there's a couple songs on there that are like that. Um, the Sad Man with the Men with Guitar song that is coming out later. Uh, 
also has like a verse about David Berman, and that's another like very Silver Jeep influence song. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so where was your headspace while you're writing this uh, song? Um, I'm kind of a paranoid person, and I realize that. I don't have as much reason to be paranoid about the things that I'm paranoid about as a lot of other people. Um, like, like we were talking about before, like I am kind of tongue in cheek about the FBI guy watching me through my webcam, but like, I know people who that's not a joke for. So like, even though I have a very real fear of that, I don't think it's ever going to, mm-hmm. um, so the song's almost kind of like about that kind of thing. Um, but also there's another thing about the the chorus like my father makes big red buttons my brother builds spy satellites um i'm the first generation in my family that hasn't been in the military and i'm really proud of that um i i went and took my little asvab test and like talked to a recruiter and about the only smart thing i did as a teenager was like realize that the recruiter was full of shit (laughs) and i'm proud of that um but my dad was in the Navy, and then as soon as he got out of the Navy, started building firing systems for nuclear submarines. So, like, literally, wow. if there's a nuclear war, my dad literally is the person who made sure that the red buttons work. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of my siblings, I have six siblings, most of them are also involved in defense contracting in one way or another. Um, one of my brothers was a contractor for the Air Force, and now he won't tell me what he does. I know he works in Washington, D.C. for some defense contractor. I don't know what he does, but oh, wow. I'm sure it's bad. I know he used to do spy satellites, but I don't know what he does now. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of this idea of like, I come from a place where like my entire family and my, my outlook, my upbringing, everything I have came from the military industrial comp. Mm-hmm. And that's fucked up. I hate that. Um, and I also can't escape it. Like, the the part about uh my brother calling and saying that he has a job for me like that happened i was out of work um i was broke and i went to school for archaeology and i have not wanted to get back into that for a lot of reasons but my brother knew that i was somewhat qualified for a job that one of his he's like an executive for next era energy uh, the biggest energy company in the in the country and one of his subcontractors had a job opening that I was actually qualified for and he told me to apply and basically that I would get this $80,000 a year job and I was like that sounds good like okay I could do that like next era is like a lot of alternative energy like it'd be a little bit of a compromise but whatever then I looked into the contractor and they literally worked on the DAPL pipeline and it's like okay I had friends who got hosed by cops at the protest there and now I'm going to call myself a leftist, but work for those same people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, fuck no. Fuck no. So, like, my brother was pretty salty about that because I think he was going to pull some strings and do the nepotism thing for me. But, like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've wrestled with for my entire adult life is, like, my entire family is deeply involved with some real bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh- so back to the song, uh, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to it? Um, it's a song that I hope nobody relates to. Mm-hmm. 
and, and I, I think people will, some people will. Yeah. Um, because it's about those contradictions of like, okay, maybe you're, you're paranoid, but maybe you don't have a reason to, um, maybe, maybe you've been involved with some fucked up shit and you've certainly benefited from some fucked up shit and you're not okay with it, but it's still real. Um, like those are real feelings that I hope get across. And if somebody else feels those same feelings, I hope that you can kind of like maybe feel a little bit better about it. But I, I really hope that most of my listeners just think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there are some, some kind of ridiculous lines in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that most people just don't think too hard about it and think the ironic funny lines are funny. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so this question should be like super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words. Guitar <laughs> out of tune jokes we'll just hyphen out of yeah tune. we'll just have to, we'll just hyphen <laughs> yeah out that's, of that's one word <laughs> yeah exactly perfect it is no uh so you keep mentioning this ep that this single's featured on what can you tell us about it tell us everything if yeah. anything yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's six songs uh recorded them all in pretty much one take on on labor day um at studio krug in winter garden florida and the songs are all stripped down both instrumentally it's literally just voice and guitar but also formally um there's no like solo sections where there would be solo sections that just didn't do that part so it's very quick in and out i think the longest song is three or four minutes mm-hmm. um just very much like like almost sketches of songs okay. and that's the the sort of concept of the guillotine and me and the songs thematically are also all kind of hold together in a way where it's like the album is mostly like straight up political songs like hey this is some stuff that's bullshit and here's what i think we should do about it these songs are a little more personal on ep um where it's more like okay this is me wrestling with my place in the revolution that that is happening i hope and if yeah. not should be mm-hmm. um but like there i have some doubt that i i would be on the right side of it honestly just because of who i am and how i was raised and and uh the privileges i have and i have mixed feelings about that and it, it's it's wrestling with that mm-hmm. yeah wow like the difference That's... between who i am and what i think is right if that uh-huh right. yeah yeah that makes complete sense That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you see this project in the next five years? In the next five years, I would love to have it be a full band. Um, that almost happened. If not for the pandemic, it would have happened here. But now oh. I'm moving, so now it'll never happen here. Oh. But um, in five years, I hope 10 Dirty Fingers is 50 Dirty Fingers. Um, <laughs> I hope that... Uh-huh. Well, you know, okay, maybe not everybody needs 10 fingers. If it's like exactly, 48, yeah, yeah, 49 yeah. fingers, that's, that's cool. cool, too. Yeah. However many um, fingers. Inclusive or here. 51 fingers, maybe? Yeah. Like even maybe. Somebody has an extra hey. No, just uh, one dude has one finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. He can play the keys one at a time. <laughs> I'm down. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, actually, what would be really cool, I don't know if this is feasible, but it would be super sweet. There's a few bands that I like that are kind of collectives where they have members all over the country and them quote unquote touring is mm-hmm. actually just like one or two people touring and playing with different people 
um and that's something that would be really sick but regardless like most of my songs are not meant to just be me and a guitar even though that's what they've been for most of the duration of the project so far in five years i hope that that's no longer the case yeah um i hope that it's a little more uh diverse stylistically Mm -hmm. The album kind of comes through this. It goes everywhere from hardcore punk to like, like Danzon music. Yeah. But uh, my live shows are, are very folk punk. It's just me yelling. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not what I actually come from. That's not what my, my songs are written as. That's just what I can do with my voice and my fingers. Mm -hmm. And in five years, I hope I don't have to do that. Um, I hope that I've grown as a songwriter a bit. Um, there's a lot of things I would like to say that I feel like I still don't know. Um, I hope that I have merch. Can't figure out merch. Save my life. Yeah. Hopefully so in yeah, five years, in five years I hope that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would love to be touring. Mm -hmm. right. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. I hope that happens. Definitely. But, so Thanks. for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, mm -hmm. if that's okay with you. Yeah, Totally. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to go to death row real quick. Awesome. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom. Boom. I would have to do some Googling because I would want. So, okay. It depends on how you're being killed. Okay. How they were going to execute me. If it was like electric chair, mm -hmm. you're probably going to take a giant shit when you uh -huh. die. Um, yeah. So I would want something that would make my shit be the stinkiest shit oh. possible so that those goddamn cops have to clean it up. Mm -hmm. um, so probably lots of cheese. cheese. I'm lactose intolerant, like really lactose intolerant. Oh. So like maybe nice. like a cheese plate. Yeah. God, um, that'd be horrible. With, yeah. With, oh gosh, for a drink, milk. Just a big old glass of milk. Old I'm going to go out. Milk. I'm going to go out with horrible stomach pain. Okay. Oh my god! All right. Horrible. I mean, we did have someone say they wanted just a cop's heart. That was someone from Sarah and the Safe Word. They're like, "I'll just take a cop's heart," and I was like, "That's interesting. Okay. That's definitely the most <laughs> fucked up one we've gotten, but also the definitely. most valid." So they can only execute you once. I know exactly. <laughs> um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Star Trek. Absolutely, Star Trek. <gasps> okay, and don't wear a red a shirt. Week. I would just stay there. Oh, yeah, okay, no cool. red shirts. No, no red shirts. You're I, wearing I, one I right wanna... now. <laughs> I don't think I would want to uh, be in the Federation, though. I am okay. definitely like Maki, mm -hmm. all the way. They're yeah. they're awesome. Um, yeah, or like a Bajoran person. They're cool yeah. too. All right, so not like, a big Federation person. fan. Yeah, anyway. that's fair. Fair. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What's your favorite color? I'm colorblind. Okay. <laughs> uh, Shoot. <laughs> I, I I used to wear a lot of black, um, mm -hmm. mainly because it made me not have to worry about not matching. So I guess I'll go with that. Okay. Um, sorry, hey, black is a good like color. Edgy, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's Shane's favorite color. So we're all black good. right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so as Gloria said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? 
Um, I hope that everybody goes on Spotify and checks out the single. I'm going to be dropping out, dropping more singles roughly every two weeks for like the next six months oh. until <laughs> the EP and the album are out. Mm -hmm. um, so if you follow 10 Dirty Fingers on Spotify, but it's 10 with an X, like a Roman numeral, mm -hmm. so X Dirty Fingers, um, do that. That would help me out a lot. That would be cool. Um, eventually, I'll have it on Bandcamp, too, for like pay what you want downloads, um, along with hopefully merch, physical releases, stuff like that. Uh, definitely also check out Knife Punch Records. They're awesome. Um, we might do a tape release with them. Uh, check out Really Fast Horses. They're another awesome band that we're possibly going to do a split with soon. Um, Sofanonen is another one that we might do a split with out of Tennessee. Another cool band that I would like to shout out. And, um, oh yeah, Dougie Flesh and the Slashers is another band. Um, basically before the pandemic, Dougie Flesh and the Slashers was going to be my band and I was going to join Dougie Flesh, oh. but they're an amazing folk punk orchestra from Orlando that is on Spotify. Incredible, incredible music. Um, Dougie's a great songwriter. And they're all over my album too, so everybody should check that out um, as well. I hope. Right. And that's that's what I'd like to plug. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us. This has been Ten Dirty Fingers, and uh, we're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>